This is CliffCentral.com. The Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous on CliffCentral.com. And it is the Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm Alan Ford, and it's uh, really good to be with you. Uh, the magic of radio, especially unscripted radio. Radio where you can say things like shit and you don't get into trouble. <laughs> no, I try not to use profanities. It's, except for when Sumizi was here. We used to show, we used to talk about things that just make your head spin. Head spin. But now he's making that nonsense in Metro and getting into lots of trouble. Um, we are planning to get him on the show in the next couple of weeks um, to reconnect with our brother Sumizi. And of course, uh, yeah, but the, the, the Unview's got magic stuff on it uh, across the board. And that's what we do here every single Thursday morning, 9 o'clock. It's good to be with you at cliffcentral.com. A uh, packed show today. I'm, my special guest in the studio is Janice Honeyman. Now, let me tell you, besides being Mrs. Producer, besides all the pantomimes, besides bringing the color purple and directing it when it comes next year, she's probably one of the biggest uh, uh, former TV, well, TV stars back in the, um, in the 1980s. Uh, but but really has produced and directed everyone in South Africa, anyone that t- touches the stage. And she lives in Cape Town. It's very difficult to get her um, into her studio because she's packed. So we have her coming in. So we're very blessed. And, of course, um, because the, I, I wanted to get some people that have worked with her before. So we've got Andre Schwartz, who's a top uh, – he played uh, the Phantom in the Phantom of the Opera. Of course, he's a top uh, – a TV uh, actor and singer, musician. We also got Jeremy Mansfield on the line. You remember Jeremy Mansfield from the the morning show on ninety four point seven? Used to be our competition. Gareth and I <laughs> we used to love aggravating him. Uh, but anyway, we're all good friends. Uh, we're also going to chat to um, someone called Mo Magic. We haven't had this before on the show. This is an amazing magic uh, magician. Well, uh, magician. He's also a mentalist and a comedian. And his new show is coming to the Fringe in Johannesburg next week. We're also going to chat about Jam Josie. Mafiki Zola is going to be performing. Going to be good to see Mafiki Zola after the USA back on stage. They're going to be in the sh- on the show, not this week, the week after, by the way, which is lovely to have Mafiki Zola on the show. Uh, but we're going to talk to Shauna Boot from Motherland Band, um, one of the top bands that are performing there. We'll talk about Jam Josie. Uh, but, you know, I-, I always love to start the show chatting about great food because I'm a foodie. So who's the thin, who's the rich, and who's the fabulous? Um, we pick some of the best directors uh, in terms of best chefs, best people in the food business. Um, and I came across a, gr- a place that I thought was really, really incredible. Uh, it's called Joe and Co. Coffee and Kitchen. Now, I kind of like to find an, a little bit of a, a, a spot where you can walk in, grab a cup of coffee, grab something to eat, uh, have a little uh, mezze breakfast because I am Lebanese, which is kind of quite, was kind of cool. It's not, it's not always about being so fancy and going to the greenhouse and to Beluga and these fancy places. It's also about going to your local deli and, and grabbing something cool and fresh and, and great to eat. And I went with someone and they had a pastrami on rye. And you know that uh, we had uh, Yom Kippur yesterday, so all our Jewish brothers and sisters were fasting. But it's a big Jewish dish to have a pastrami on rye. It's, a, it's like a big Yiddish thing. Uh, and so uh, they went crazy for it, and they thought that was absolutely brilliant. So on the line, I've got uh, Joe Rami from Joe and Co. Coffee and Kitchen. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you, Helen. Thank you. And I've, I've got to tell you, it is a great eating experience. And you say that in your signage. I mean, it's a, it's pop in, have a coffee, meet some local friends, um, play some cards if you want to play a bit of, <laughs> play some, cards, you know, play some shesh besh or something. <laughs> have some breakfast. I love the concept. Tell us about it and tell, tell us how it all started. Um, well, it's a, I'd like it to be, uh, your local, you know, like when you go to a pub, but instead of a mm. pub, this is a place for, Eating, good <laughs> so experience. It's your, it's your local food, food house. You got it. Yeah, I'm eating all the profits. Well, if you don't worry, I'll be joining in eating your profits. But the, the 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 nicest thing was that the the food is it's home food, but it, it reminds me of a proper New York or New Jersey deli in some sense. Is that where you how you base yes. the concept? Well, it's it's uh, comfort eating, and I've tried to put a little bit of America into it with uh, my Chicago style hot dogs. Uh, the New Yorker, which is a smoked salmon cream cheese on a soft bagel, your Joe Burger with cheese. It's a typical New York style a food with a bit of a Middle East flair, you know, with the cream cheese, olives, rabiola cheese, your zato pita breads, hummus and tahini, that type of stuff. Plus we do fresh croissants 
And uh, Helen's Cake supplies me with all my cakes and pastries, which we have a big pastry table selection. Joe, I must so say, I mean, Helen's cakes are exceptional. And I mean, if people know there's a secret in Johannesburg around a good cake, and it is yeah. Helen's. And uh, and it's around the right across the road from you, isn't it? Because you're in Craig Park. Right, okay. right next door to me. Oh, right next door. Okay, well, that's Yeah, so it's easy. They deliver to me fresh every day. Okay. And then I do uh, daily specials as well, stuff that's not on the menu. I have a plat de jour, like a plate of the day, either pasta or today I've got a pepper steak. And chips, all home homemade stuff. And yeah, it seems to be taking off. I've also got now Ili on board. They've supplied me with my coffee, and I've just put in a good coffee machine. So everything seems to be going well. And we do we do love this type of thing. We love we love the fact that people can actually sit down, walk in, kind of family. It yes, is absolutely deadly done. Norman Norman Beckers walking in from Beckers Brothers. So, so there's just Norman Beckers just walked in. Just, <laughs> Okay, so there's a so, pun for Beckers yeah, Brothers. It's a place to be seen. Okay, so it is a place to be seen. Um, <laughs> a, a, another question, tell me, Joe, you, uh, you, you're very famous for your pastrami on rye, your proper own old pastrami on rye that a lot of our Jewish people love, you know. I mean, tell, us, tell me about your pastrami on rye, and again, where, all your, where are you getting all your meats from? Where are you getting all your cheeses from? Well, I do my own um, roasting and that of the pastrami and that, and I also buy from wholesalers. And uh, we import a bit of the cheeses and anchovies and stuff like that. And the whole idea is to come there, enjoy great food, and sit around a table and just celebrate uh, life in some respects. And Proper old yes, daily stuff. Also, if you, uh, uh, we do a lot of platters. If, you know, if you've got a function and you need a, either a, an antipasta platter or a cheese platter, you, you just tell me if you want imported, local, whatever type of platter you need. You drop your plate off and then you pick it up in the afternoon. Joe, I heard something when I was there. I heard someone come up to you and say, listen, can you do this for me? And you just said, we can do anything for you. Anything, whatever you want. If we've got it, you can have it. Which is brilliant. It's called Joe and Co's Coffee and Kitchen, a great eating experience. It is in Craig Hall Park, just off Jan Smuts. Um, uh, it, it's really easy to find. It's in well. the Willow, Willow Center. In the Willow Center. Uh, Joe... Quick, quickly, just tell me something. Uh, if people yes. want to order a platter or want to get some information, how can we get a hold of you? Do we call you on your I've, cell? You can, or I've got my cell and the landline, but I'll give you my cell. Let's do that. I've way. got my cell with me all the time. Give us the it's number. A, it's 082. Yes. 577. Got it. 5408. 5408. That's Joe and Co's Coffee and Kitchen, a great eating experience. 082 Zero eight. Joe, congratulations. Thank I think you, it's Alan. great eating. I think it's a great way to do stuff. And, and of course, takeaways. You do takeaways. We do takeaways. Not doing deliveries as yet, but we will in the near future. And you're not but open for dinner. Connect. Is that correct? You're not open for no, seven we, in the morning. Kitchen, seven in the morning till the kitchen closes at four, but we're still open until five for cakes and pastries and coffee. Magic. Thank you, Joe, for joining us. That's uh, Joe Rami from Joe and Co. And uh, yeah, on the Unview, you know, we do many, many things, my love. We do so many clever things that uh, that that you go to the best restaurants, but you also love to eat your proper old deli, where you get back to the basics of a pastrami on rye. You know, good old Yiddish stuff. And again, a happy. Uh, a good fast to all our Jewish listeners. So now, talking about other magic th- magical things happening in Johannesburg. Last week I was in Cape Town, as you remember. Um, there is something happening called Jam Josie. Now, I mean, I love a vibe, uh, don't we all? And uh, when you've got bands like uh, uh, like the Motherland Band, when you've got people like Mafiki Zola, uh, when you have people like, um, I mean, if you think about some of the, the Matthew Mole, you know that we're going to rock and roll on a weekend here in Johannesburg like none other. And I think that is really, really cool for school. So on the line, from one of our bands that are performing there, a guy called Sean Aboud. Uh, Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. How's it going? How are you doing, brother? Are you well? Yeah, I'm cool, man. Sean, tell us about Jam Josie. So basically, Jam Josie is a, a festival celebrating South African music with over... 21 artists performing on one stage over two days. We we try to make it really affordable so that everybody you know can go and celebrate you know the top bands that we have in the country. So tickets are 100 bucks, which is quite awesome. So yeah, we're excited. So 100 bucks to get into go and see a. a I mean that is, that is crazy. I mean you think about it, most concerts cost you 500 rand. So to have a hundred. So we've. We've, we've created a festival that's affordable for everybody to go, you know, across all cultures. 
Um, and, you know, they can pay 100 Rand for a day pass or they can pay 150 for a whole weekend pass. And then that gives you access to all the music throughout the festival. I know that, I mean, we, we still to see that Motherland Band will be performing. But, of course, Mafiki Zola will be there, which is, it's, they've just come back from the U.S., yeah, so we've got we've got a great it's a great it's such an awesome lineup. It's Mafrika Zolo, it's Matthew Mole, Rubber Duck, Short Straw, Albear, um, BCUC, Urban Village, Barbenico, the list just goes on. It's a really, really big big lineup. We've also got a few DJs like Ross Jack and Chanda Monkey, the Kefness. So it's 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 really diverse. Sean, will people be able to, obviously, are there going to be bars? Is it going to be foodie, food places? Yeah, Tell so us about the vibe. Village. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a smash village where you can go to the different like lanes where you can get different sorts of food. Like, you know, there's, there's I think there's over 20 different food traders, which is quite exciting. Mm-hmm. There's also a whole bunch of different bars, like, but it's all exclusive. So there's one craft beer bar, there's one cocktail bar, there's, you know, there's one wine bar. So that's sort of, that's sort of, up. so you can... You know, you don't have to stand in long, long queues to get a drink, which is quite exciting. We've also got a VIP section. You pay six ninety five for unlimited drinks for the whole weekend, which is awesome. Oh, that is really cool. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to that place. I'm going to be there. I'm at the VIP bar. Six ninety five. You can see all the, the shows, and you drink as much as you want. This is, you know, yeah. can I tell you what I like? What I hate about concerts, and Sean, it sounds. A little bit, um, a little bit prehistoric, but uh, or I sound a bit like a Neanderthal. But the sad thing is, is that you know you, you go and get a big beer, and then you have to watch the concert, and you got to leave. I like the, the idea of a festival where you can go grab something to eat, you can walk around, you can get a yeah. few drinks. You know, you can, you know, you don't have to just grab one one like normal like uh, castle beer, and then you, you're stuffed, and you, you have to watch yeah. the concert. So, so I, that's I love cool this. Thing. You've got a lot of options. And the other good thing is that, like, you know, most of the time to drive out to a music festival, you've got to go somewhere far away. Like, currently now I'm standing on the edge of the Swaziland ball way to Mozambique to play the fall festival. And, you know, you have to drive mm. for eight hours to get to a music festival. Then you've got to camp and everything like that. Now you can go to Monte Casino, you know, watch music from 10 a.m. in the morning all the way till 11 o'clock at night, then get in the Uber, go home and come back the next day. That's what I love about it. It's in yeah. the city. It's and it is in the there. city, yeah. And it's not, yeah. and again, because it's Monte Casino, it's, you're limited to like 5,000 people. So you're not going to have 45,000 people. Well, hopefully you no, do. Well, but we, could, we could fit, we could fit about 12,000 people in that event area. It's a, the event area behind Monte Casino, which is massive. But, you know, we'd be happy with, um, 15,000 people throughout the weekend. So 7,500 a day would be amazing. Okay, well, that's magical. Sean, tell me about Motherland Band. Yeah, so the Motherland Band is just an indie, folk rock band that's passionate about the music industry and we just play music you know like every other band but um, yeah we've got a new album dropping next year early next year we just released our new single By The Water and um, we've got a new another new single coming out at the end of October so we look forward to getting you into studio and we'll love to meet the band and get you to come rock and roll either with myself or with Gareth Hiff what you say? I said it would be good, uh, be good to get you guys in studio when the new album comes out. Yes, no, I would love to be there. Yeah, I know, it would be awesome. Thank- we, have, um, we were there recently um, on uh, Brent Lindicu's show, but yeah, I would love to come again. We'll come and rock and roll. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Sean Aboud from... Cool, man. Have a good weekend. Be good, my brother. That is uh, from the Motherland Band happening at Jam Josie. But I'm so excited because we're talking about, like, I love concerts and I love bands. And I like controlled areas where there's thousands of people and you've got to stand there waiting for hours. Come on, you've got to agree. You've got to agree. This is CliffCentral.com. My name is Alan Ford. It's good to be with you here this morning. Uh, the sun is shining. Summer is in the air. 30 degrees in Johannesburg. Cape Town's a bit mis... But hey, I mean, I must say, I spent two weeks there, so it was really cool. Um, coming up on the show, we're going to have Janice Honeyman in a moment. Uh, we're also going to chat to Jeremy Mansfield and Andre Schwartz to talk about what it was like to work with the, 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 the great Janice Honeyman. And uh, we're also going to chat about... Uh, uh, a new magician coming to the fringe at the Joburg Theatre called Mo Magic from Durban. We leave the Durban outs. We leave the Durban people out so often, so we're going to include them. But, you know, I thought, while this is a beautiful Thursday morning, there isn't anything better than the traditional Mafikizolo. When you're a CIO in a growing corporate, there's no just taking care of yourself and that's that. When you're a CIO, people see IT as a cost rather than a strategic investment. But we know you knew that. We know that between the successes and failures, the courage to continue is what counts. 
We also know that food is on other people's plates because of your job. The courage to grow is business. We've got the advisors, products and solutions that enable you to do so. MTN Business, a new world of business. That's going to be a jam, Josie. And they're coming into studio. They are great. They're coming into studio, yeah. This is my figure solo. And it's a very popular song. It's a great, great song. Uh, this is The Unview uh, on Cliff Central. It's good to be with you. Of course, we talk theater, we talk food, we discuss the magic of the TV, the entertainment business as a whole. And you know, this is the first time we're having a magician on the show. It's called Mo Magic. And it's coming to the Fringe at the Johannesburg Theatre next week. And it's a, it's a 90-minute show with amazing magic, mentalism, and comedy. And we have Mo Magic on the line from Durban, from KwaZulu-Natal. Mo, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's only a pleasure. How are you? You know, I, I'm excellent, thank you. And so often, you know, we, we forget that there's talent in Durban. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Steed would, would kick my ass. But well, yeah. Well, I joke with people and I say that I have a peer box in Durban, but I travel nationally and abroad. But oh, yeah, brilliant. Um, tell me more about the show. It's uh, coming next week, the nineteenth of October, to the Fringe. Yes, nineteenth uh, is the media night and a special night where I invite guests who made time to be on my TV show. So I treat them with that. Mm-hmm. But the show opens publicly uh, on the twentieth. That's next week, Thursday, at the Fringe. Um, that's at the Joburg Theatre and runs until Sunday the 23rd. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday night are 7.30 p.m. shows, and Sunday we've got a matinee at 2 p.m. So, so tell me, so, I mean, the, the show itself is, is about magic, mentalism, and comedy. First and foremost, are you a traditional magician? No. <laughs> okay, that's... Not, uh, no. Um, so no Houdini I, here. No, well, there is, there is. But when you say traditional, what do you mean by traditional? Well, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, are you putting a rabbit out of a hat? <laughs> or is it no, that's, that's what I meant. No, no, no. This is a um, contemporary and uh, um, style of magic. Um, I travel abroad. I go for conferences and things like that. So I'm up to date with what's happening in global trends of magic. And, uh, the, you know, the, the tour started in Durban in February and the response has been amazing. This is the first time in South African history that a South African magician is touring with a national theatre show. So it's quite exciting, and there's a lot in store for everybody ages six upwards. So it's a family show, and uh, whether you've got kids, whether you're single, whether you've got a partner, you know, it, there's something in the show for everybody to enjoy. Of course, we saw you on SABC3. Your series has just ended. Uh, congratulations. Uh, it was really great. Uh, you also do something called mentalism. For someone that doesn't know what mentalism is, what is it? Yes, um, mentalism is a genre of magic that has become very popular over the last few years. So is it levitation and, uh, stuff? No, no. Mentalism is uh, commonly referred to as mind-reading magic. So the allure of that is that the performance creates the illusion that is reading the participant's thoughts. So I, during the 90-minute performance, I begin with a bit of comedy to disarm and relax the audience. I proceed with sleight-of-hand magic, and then... I transition into the mentalism and I, you know, I explain to the audience uh, what mentalism is. And as, as we veer into that, I also tell them about a show called The Mentalist that mm. many people know about. Mm. And mm. it's about using, um, like the character, Simon Baker, he uses modern, he's like a modern day Sherlock Holmes where he uses like body language and observation and deduction to infer certain things about people, creating the illusion of reading their mind. So that's, that's a, a little bit of what it's about, but uh, it's quite exciting, quite intriguing. Another performer overseas who's made a career of being a, a mentalist and has phenomenal success is Darren Brown. Mm, Darren Brown. So a lot of people know Darren Brown, and mm. uh, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting him as a, a phenomenal individual. So there's that, there's the mentalism, the magic, um, and there's, um, I'm going to just, for, for the first time um, as part of this tour, I'm going to sneak it out here that... I've not told anybody before, and I've never said it on a press release, but the end of the show, the final illusion, is something that people do not expect. So they, they have a 90-minute show, but the end the illusion, people leave the audience going, what just what the, yeah. happened? That was impossible. That was amazing. So something for everybody to enjoy. And you know, I consider myself an ambassador 
for the art of magic in South Africa. And the TV show was about taking magic to South Africans in their homes. And the theater show is essentially about taking magic to people in their cities and towns. That's all, that's the real reason. And touching magic, I would imagine. Touching or having the experience of or interaction of magic. Um, exactly. That's, you make such a good point mm. there because magic is best experienced live. It has to be. That's what it's about. That's the, 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 the best part of it. Mo, we look forward to seeing your show. It uh, opens to the, to, to the media, as you said, on the 19th of October, the 20th. You open Open to the general public. Where can people book? Obviously, it's Compu Ticket. Yes, they can. Uh, no, actually, they can book at JoeBookTheatre.com okay. or Web Tickets. And if you follow me on social media, it's Mo Magic on Facebook and Twitter, and Instagram it's Mo Magic SA. I've got pinned tweets and pinned, uh, you know, the, the first tweet or the first status that comes that has a direct booking link. Or you can go to MoMagic.coza. There's a pop-up that comes up with a direct booking link to bookings on Web Tickets. We love the Joburg Theatre. We love the work that they do there. Thank you for joining us and uh, good luck on your run. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day and keep up the wonderful work. Thank you so much. That is uh, uh, the magic of Mo from Durban. Uh, Mo magic, don't miss it, at the Johannesburg Theatre. And of course, so much, so many great things happen at the Johannesburg Theatre because starting very, very soon, and I mean, it has been year on year and it must kill you, Janice Honeyman. Welcome firstly to studio, an absolute legend. You know, uh, thank you. I, it's so good to have legends uh, on this program. And I must tell you, you, you know, we've had people like uh, obviously Dawn Lindbergh mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. like uh, Peter Turin and we've had people like uh, Richard Loring and we've had people like uh, Hazel Feldman. We're all kind of legendary. But We're all about the, the same age. And, <laughs> and, I haven't, and now I've got you in studio, which is absolutely fantastic. Thank you for joining me. That's a pleasure. And thank you for coming in. Thank you. You're directing, as you always do, the pantomime, which opens in, uh, at the Joburg Theatre, in the main theatre. Yeah. And this year, Robin Hood. Robin Hood and the Babes in the Wood. And I just quickly want to say before we even start that it's great that Mo, Mo Magic is going to be in the theater because we've got a magic moment in the panto and we're not quite sure what to do. So we're just going to hoik him out yes. from the fringe and he can come and explain a bit to us. That is a great idea. You see, we just <laughs> connection. Yeah. That's how it works. So Mo, we're going to meet you. You are an actress and director, a producer. You have, you started out as a performer. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, tell us about your first performance. How did that start? Well, I, I um, was at University of Cape Town. I always wanted to be a veterinarian, that word, a vet. A vet. And, um, and I, I had failed maths in JC. <laughs> so that put paid to that. I couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't do any of the sciences. And I don't know, I kind of slipped into drama and um, – w- Went through University of Cape Town Drama School performing mm-hmm. and suddenly got myself a, uh, they were, they did auditions and suddenly I worked, I found myself in what was then the Transvaal. And it was the first, I was 20, turned 21 a, mm-hmm. a week after, and it was the first time I'd ever been out of the Cape. So I came up here and I uh, was an actress, was an actress for, for a while and then well, broke you- my leg. I broke your leg. I broke my leg and couldn't walk on it for eight months. So someone said you broke a leg so you, before you entered the stage yeah, and you did break and, you, and I broke a leg. And so then I became a director. And the difference between being on this side mm-hmm. of the uh, – of being on the stage or on the, that side of the camera and directing yeah. for you? A, a million times directing. Um, I'm, a, I'm a comedy actress. I'm a character actress. But – it's just really lekker to be on the other side, to be actually, well, apart from anything else, to be bossing people around. I'm, I'm a director <laughs> producer. Yeah. I love bossing people. It goes my yeah. way or the highway. Absolutely. No, no. no, no. I'm, I, I love working with actors, and but but I, I, I'm not, I don't know, I, I think I've lost my nerve as far as acting goes anyway. Well, you, you think about it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of stress. You've got to look good. You've got to run and sing and dance and remember those You've lines. got to be fit and, and you've got to be young. <laughs> I'm, <sorry. laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not that old, but trust me, I'm not that fit. So I really, I had one pleasure, uh, and I talk about it quite often, to produce and perform. Oh, yeah. In a musical. Huh? Uh, actually, at the, t- at the Tyson, which was, which is the French. That's right, yeah. Um, it was a, 
a musical called Debbie Does Dallas that we brought <gasps> off the West End. Was it rude? It was very rude. It was okay. nude, and I was yeah. in it. Uh, and I produced and you, were you with nude? Bernard Jan- <laughs> And I wasn't. Well, at a part in time. Yeah. It was very interesting. Uh, I got over body issues very quickly. <laughs> but it was the hardest job on earth. Yeah. It is very difficult. Do you know that when the kids do the panto, I call them the kids, they're my babies. But when, when my actors do the panto, I think they lose two kilos during the run, just from hard work and energy and putting it out there and perspiring and those costumes and just giving and giving and giving that the, we have to alter their costumes halfway through the, through the run. They, they lose so much weight. Um, can I be in your next panto? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's what I should do as well. Yeah, eh? I, I might be, we might be joining the, the next, <laughs> yeah. but it is hard work and it is because you do, it, you're doing a, a performance in the morning or, or at, right at 10 o'clock. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. You do. Hell to act at that time okay. of the morning. Yeah. And then you're doing one in the evening. Yeah. You're sometimes doing three a day, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. yeah I'm not sure which days they do three, yeah. but, but yeah, sometimes it is three a day. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of energy, mm, mm. but it's a lot of joy because everybody who goes to the panto, and I've had the pleasure of, of, of seeing through the years, many, yeah. many yeah. of your shows. You must have been a picky when you first saw, when we saw first the first saw one, yeah. But, but you, you go with, uh, with, 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 a, with, a, with a grandparent, you go as an adult yourself, mm, mm. you go as a kid. Yeah. It, it, you get different parts of it that, I mean, certain rude parts of, to, last year, uh, to be, you know, the dress went up or some oh, yeah, little yeah. funny lines <laughs> here and there. Yeah. Um, but, but the, the best part of it is that it appeals to everyone. Yeah, I think it, I think it brings the, the kid out in adults, mm. you know, and, and it also makes kids feel adults because of the slightly risque jokes that are mm. in there, which sometimes, you know, they used to not understand and it used to go above their heads and I'd do something physically comic for them to laugh at while the parents were reacting to a rude joke. Mm. Now the kids tell you the rude jokes and the parents don't understand them. <laughs> it's showing you the world is, yeah. it's, it's, it's called, changing. it's called social media, you see, yeah. <laughs> and TV. We'll be yeah. all picking it up now. Because every, every, every program you watch on television that has a, an underlining sexual joke in it or a fat joke or yeah. a gay joke for that matter, yeah. all yeah. that type yeah. of stuff. Well, the panto's got all of those. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I'm not afraid to say, I'm proud to say. I was so, so proud to see the caliber of costumes and the caliber of set mm, that, mm. that, that comes through. Yeah. Um, you had the dragon coming out That's last right. year, yeah, yeah. which I thought, well, I mean, that is, uh, but, yeah. which is for sleeping, was sleeping, sleeping beauty. beauty. Yeah. Um, but again, another exceptional thing that you do to make it more entertaining, more lifelike, because it becomes such a great experience. How many people come and see the panther every year? What are the numbers? Well, have I you ever think, worked it out? I think we play to somewhere between seventy-five and eighty thousand people a, a season. So and that is eighty thousand people. I think it's about that. Um, I so would use it as an election campaign or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> if I was going to go into politics, yeah. I'm just saying the Panto Party. I mean, it's yeah. because it's eighty thousand people that you touch, that you well, connect I think it's with. It's eighty. Well, around there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are big numbers. No, they are big numbers, and and it's interesting that it's become a tradition, and that when when you say there's so many people, some of them come twice and three times mm. and even four times. Mm. There was one guy who used to sit. One of the show, I think, it was Peter Pan, used to sit in in the front row, and he was there for about sixteen performances. Really, and he used to scream and shout, and he used to shout the jokes out before <laughs> before they were okay. happening because he knew it. That man perhaps needs a life, but that's yeah. just me. <laughs> or Peter Pan. Who starred in Peter? Was Jacques Turblanc? Uh Yes, it was. But you know who was in Peter Pan was mm. Chatty Matty. Yes. Yeah. Matty Coonan. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he, of course. He, he played was, one of the little yes, boys. He, he flew. Cool. Yes. And he wore a top hat, which made him taller. Maybe that man was <laughs> yeah. there to look at other things. <laughs> Good looking men. Oh, yeah. Or women, for that matter. Yeah. 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 So you've, you've had this year and, I mean, these years in this business. And, of course, the, the pantomime, people know you uh, – Famously for that recently, but if you go back in your career, what are some yeah. of your highlights that besides Panto? But if you look back in directing and acting, what are some of your highlights? Well, I mean, it goes back to 1970, and that's a lot of highlights. And you know, actually, as you do things, you enjoy those the best. Mm. You have to, otherwise, it's not successful. 
But I would say playing the part of Tilly in the effect of Gamma Rays on Man in the Moon Marigolds was yes. one of my first professional jobs, and I just loved doing it. It was really, it was serious, it was deep, it was, it was a, a wonderful play. In fact, I would love to direct it again, I must say. Now, I couldn't play the part, she was very young. Um, I've, I've loved doing the Tempest. I love doing Shakespeare. Mm. And, um, I worked on, on, a production with the Baxter Theatre and the Royal Shakespeare Company of The Tempest with Sir Anthony Sher and Dr. John Carney mm. playing the two leads. And I, that was really a highlight because it played in Cape Town and then went over to Stratford-on-Avon and, mm. and we had a wonderful time. And um, for the rest, you know, the highlights, as you do them, they highlights. Uh, I've loved doing – I loved working with the Brickhill Burks and playing Agnes Gooch in Mame. Um and just meeting the Brickhill Burks was a highlight in mm. my life because they became friends and they taught me a huge amount about theatre. Um, so, so Mame was a bit of a highlight, I'd say. Also on the, what was then the Civic Theatre stage, but it's now the Joburg Theatre. So, yeah, there've been lots. When you, when you look at your directing, I mean, you, I, I mean, it's again, it's coming up. The Color Purple. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. Oh, I'm excited about that. This is a, a, a great project. Bernard yeah, Jay is yeah. bringing it as the producer to the Pretoria State Theatre and, of course, or the South African State Theatre as it's now known. But, I mean, this is what a production to be able to. to oh, I, I can't tell you. I mean, I read the book way, way back when mm. it first came out and I thought, yo, this is fantastic. And I thought then this would be great on the stage. It's, um, not, uh, it's not the same as, the, it is the same as the book, but obviously it's been musicalized and dramatized mm -hmm. and it's a very, very good show. And the wonderful thing about it is that it's got depth. It's got real, the psychology of mm -hmm. each of the characters is, is really accurate, I think. And it's a, it's, it's a nice meaty piece mm -hmm. with wonderful music. So it's got gospel. Mm -hmm. It's got, um, uh, uh, jazz. It's got, Current music, it's just beautiful. I saw it with uh, Fantasia, oh, who yes, was yes. the winner of, I think, one of the third or fourth American Idols yeah, in, yeah. In, uh, on Broadway. Yes. It, How uh, long ago was that? That was about 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, exactly yes. 10 years ago. The production mm. that you saw mm. is has been reworked and mm. um, reshaped. And so the production that we're doing now is actually currently on Broadway. Okay. It's not, it's not that production. I'm allowed to do my own production of it. It doesn't have to be a replica. Which is great. Yeah, no, well, it's fantastic. I won't do replica productions because I want because to be a creative one. Well, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what the, the secret of the pantomime is. Because you're not seeing one day my prince will come. No, no, and no. And no. CBGG's like, I'm going to rock you, baby. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know something. There's some good ones this year. <laughs> I can't wait. To, and it's nice. nice. Well, Okay, what are okay, what 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 are the what are one of the songs this year that you are that you're re, redoing or re, re remixing is the word actually we're remixing. remixing yeah no we we doing uh, there's a lot of kind of glam rock there's a lot of there's stuff from the nineties from right now very contemporary the latest what always happens is that the musical director who's Rowan Bucker this this year um, we go into music and we ask them for their Best playlists. Really? You know, so, okay, well, I love it. it. But, We're going but, into I mean, music. <laughs> yeah, I, a, I, I have to go into music. Rowan knows it. I, you know, I. But you've got to double check. Yeah, when we get to about June, I have to switch off Beethoven and Mozart and Bach and opera and start listening to um, the current radio program. So that, and you know what's an interesting thing, and I, so it's in the show now. In fact, Kate Normington sings it. Is that. I've been shopping in Woolworths last month and the month before, and every single time I went there, they were playing Never Ending Story. So, of course, it's lovely. Yeah, that, that Never Ending Story. Yeah. Uh, no, I, no, I yeah. mustn't sing. I won't try and sing it because I can't. But, but yes. could, you, could you ever – did you sing? You know what? Uh, uh, no. I was kicked out of the choir in Standard 3, and I never attempted it again. Yet you do these, these, <laughs> no, these the music, huge it's, songs. It's kind of it's, it's transmitting what I'd love to do into other it's people. Transference, yeah. Uh, I, 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 did, I did sing in MAME, and interestingly enough, I won the <clears throat> Gallo Musical Performance of the Year. And one of our theater people in front of an audience of a thousand people said, oh, and look who's won the musical performance. And that for someone who can't even sing. <gasps> I was quite humiliated, but 
I won the award. So well, it was putting across well, a number. <laughs> I, I would say, yeah. First of all, was remember singing again. Mm. You know, some people can be brilliant, but if you if you get certain roles where you yeah. have to, you can do certain things with your voice. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it works, and and you yeah. can. You can talk sing anyway with yeah, certain with, roles. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Like yeah. Miss Hannigan in Annie. You can yeah, really go. But, Little girl, but you know, you can. Yeah, Agnes Gooch in, in Mame, I had mm. to hit a B flat. Now, okay. I, I'm, to be honest, I don't even know what a B flat means, <laughs> but it was the highest. No, I mean, I just used to have to knape and go for it, you know. And the conductor, if I got the note right, which was probably about five times in the whole run, used to give me a thumbs up. But most nights he would. Thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> My special guest in studio is uh, Janice Honeyman. We're trying to get uh, Andre Schwartz on the line, but he, uh, he's just moved to a farm. Oh, good boy. Close to the cradle. Uh, uh, and he's, I don't know what he's doing. Well, it seems to be a movement happening at the moment. I don't yeah. know. All my friends are moving to farms. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I, I, I want to ask you, I'm going to put Sumizi on a farm. Like gay revolution. Let's all go to a, te- a farm. So I don't know what, everyone's farming. No, well, or, or, or back, back to nature. I don't know yeah. how it goes. So you're based in Cape Town. Yes. You lived in Johannesburg for a long period of time. 30 years. I know. Yeah, what yeah. made you move back? Well, uh, I moved back for various reasons, a relationship, and also um, my parents were getting old and, and I needed to be close to them. And when my mom died, then mm. I, I needed to be with my dad. So I moved down, and that must have been about 17 years ago, um, to be with my dad. Uh, and, of course, worked a lot in the theater when I was down there as well. Manny Manum was mm. running the Baxter at that stage, and Manny's one of my role models and my you know, an enabler really. And so I did a lot of productions in Cape Town as well. And I do opera and I do musicals. And so Cape Town's been very kind to me. I think, you know, I, I, I was a Cape Town girl. I left them. They were hell of a cross about that. But then when I came back, they were fine. Well, at least you've been there 17 years. So yeah, you're a Cape yeah. Townian again. Yeah. Cause yeah. You, were, would have been, you were kind of in exile yeah. in Johannesburg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm still trying to get there. Uh, I, I live in both cities and I oh. love, I love the dynamic of, of both cities. Yeah. I mean, Joburg has such a different energy, yeah. a different work yeah. ethic in some yeah. respects. Yeah. Um, well, I found theatre, uh, well, I found Cape Town in general very zen and yeah. Yeah. having a drink at have wine at lunch. And, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. And, and, and Joburg doesn't do Beautiful that. views, beautiful. <laughs> yes, of course. You know, I still get, uh, you understand the, the, the thing of taking your breath away when you drive around Camps Bay, Hart Bay. Mm. You literally gasp at the beauty, but then you can get so chilled that you hardly do anything. You know, like like Cape Town vibe is very slow. So you've got to keep yourself up. You've got to keep yourself working. Otherwise, you, you sink into the beauty of it. We haven't had the pleasure to work together, but let me ask you this question. If yeah. I had to work with you or for yeah. you, however you want to see it, and immediately, yeah, what, what explain – the work of Janice. So we get in there, we're on time. We're not late. We know our, our part. Yeah. No, you get into big trouble if you're late. Really? Hey? Yeah. I mean, I'm just, so, so, <laughs> what is, tell me about working with or for Janice Honeyman. Well, I think that my, my, one of my very important parts of, of the theater is to first of all find the honesty in it. So when I write a pantomime, for instance, even there have to be the moments where the audience feels the sadness of a character, the vulnerability of a character, the reality, the reasons for being horrible and ugly and villainous, the reasons for being full of fun and magic. Mm -hmm. Then comes all the wit. But I go to the text first. I'm a text director. And so obviously with the serious theater that I do, that's very, very important. And sometimes I sit for a week before we put them on the stage, just exploring the text. Um, Because you write the pantomime. I write the pantomime. We don't sit for a week with that. We get on our feet quickly and we, and everybody contributes. And the panto is great because it's like a silly. And I'd cast you as Tinkerbell for a start, and then <laughs> okay, then okay, I, I, I'm, I, that's fun. <laughs> and then you'd come and you'd have a lovely time, and you'd think of all the Tinkerbell things to do. And oh my! We'd put you in a tutu and you'd dance and you'd sing. Um, you such, I would, I would do come, that. Come, come, come next year. Just phone Bernard and ask him. I could just do. Tink- <laughs> I, I, I could play a Tinkerbell. I'm telling you, I'm a t- I am the, but I'm Auntie Tinkerbell. Oh, uh, no. She uh, walks Tinkerbell. in there and she yeah, doesn't yeah. play no, games. No. Eh? She doesn't, she's not little. Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell's got. Beautiful. Yeah. Mozzarella. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, 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 okay. I'm, and then I'm up for that, actually. Yeah, okay. That'll be interesting. I said I, I said I would never do theatre again. But hey, never say never. Yeah. 
We're not actually doing Peter Pan next year, so you can't play Tinkerbell. But well, we, in three years' time, it's fine. Three years' time, whenever we're next doing. Yeah. Um, what are you doing next year? Pinocchio. Ah. Oh. And Pinocchio is one of those ones that people really love. Uh, it's it's funny. Cinderella, Peter Pan, Pinocchio, Aladdin, and Cin- did I say Cinderella? Yeah, and Sleeping Beauty, obviously. And Sleeping Beauty. They love. They love. Sometimes they love the girl pantos, which are the Sleeping Beauties, the Snow Whites. Sometimes they love the boy pantos. This time. Because we live in the world we live in, Robin Hood is a hell of a boy's story. You know, uh-huh. it's, a, it's an adventure mm. and it's the lads. Well, Marion, Maid Marion, who is, is worth her salt in, mm-hmm. uh, in um, being a feminist. And we've got, and I've added the babes in the wood. So it's Robin Hood and the Babes, Babes in the, the wood, wood, which is Hansel and Gretel, and is a soft romantic oh, story. Really? So I've woven the <laughs> I mean, two together, and, and and we've got a nice folksy um, one that's more for the kids, maybe the Hansel and Gretel, and we've got Robin Hood, which is a big adventure for the lads. Well, that is, I mean, I, I just tell you, I find your brain has been wired very brilliantly. Well, thank because you. Because to be able to put this together and to make these two worlds just come, because they're two different stories. But yep. I would imagine, and you got Desmond Dubé, and I haven't seen it yet because uh, we'll get uh, them on later. Yeah. But he's obviously playing Fry Truck, Fry Tuck. Don't say it backwards. Don't spoonerize it. I know. Don't, not now on the radio. Okay. Please don't. Okay. okay. So he's playing Friar Tuck and he's doing it beautifully. Um, he's playing him as a sort of slightly charismatic uh, <laughs> preacher man. Mm-hmm. And uh, Desmond is wonderful to work with. He's got a great sense of humor. Obviously, there's lots of topical stuff and things like TV commercials that you can – that one can – Pop in, and the whole organize, uh, the whole audience recognizes them. Um, so yes, Desmond's great to work with, and he's in it. Well, you've worked with the the wonderful Andre Schwartz. Yes, uh, and of course, I have him on the line from his farm. Andre, thank you for joining us. Uh, in studio, we have Janice Honeyman. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks, and it's wonderful. I'm getting snippets of the conversation, and I'm. Hearing stuff about Desmond, which makes me very nervous to put him as a friar. <laughs> Be careful. Andre, tell us what it was like to work with Janice. Of course, you were in Aladdin. Yeah, played Ebenezer. Oh, mm. Aladdin? Yes. Um, um, is Janice going to hear what I'm saying? Because that will make a big difference to what I'm saying. Absolutely. Janice can hear you. <laughs> I'm just saying. It was absolutely wonderful, as you know, Janice. Um, what I love about the way Janice works is that she... Um, she, she she sows the seeds and and off you go and then she loves input um, and then also she lets you develop stuff and then she will rein you in and tell you where to go which is wonderful because I think uh, the nature of a pantomime is that it is not that incredibly uh, um, rigid so um, I think that flexibility is is wonderful and I think Janice also it, it, you must be a director with a lot of confidence to be able to do that um, and to be able to give actors that kind of um, space. Yeah, no, for sure. The thing is that I know what the final picture is and I know what I want it to be, but how we get there is, you know, look, well, listen, 26 heads are better than one. So mm. your cop and Toby Cronier's cop and all of our heads together are going to make a, make a more exciting, more faceted kind of presentation. And then I'm the, the old jackboot big boss who pulls it all together in the end and discards what's not good and keeps what is good. And believe me, actors contribute fantastically. You too, Andre. And you're going to again. <laughs> I think once you're in, ja- once you're in Janice's table, you're in. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a very strong possibility, as you know. I don't know what any cats are happening. Let's put it that way. You don't say that again. I, I, I know that there's a very strong possibility that we um, are going to be something to be doing something together in in soon. Yeah. Magic. For sure. We're, we're going to leave that uh, right there, Andre. Thank you for joining us. Before you go, what are you up to? What is Andre Schwartz up to? I'm I'm having fun. I don't know if I told you yesterday. I um I'm I moved from Jacksonville, the heart of Joburg, to a farm outside in the cradle. Um and I start my morning taking the horses out and feeding them at night and uh, listening to the jackals before I go and sleep. So I'm really having great fun out there. 
Andre, thank you for joining us uh, and enjoy the farm life, country life, <laughs> the simple life. Yeah. Please come and visit. I shall. And, yeah, let's good luck for, for this year's um, and fabulous. Thanks, man. Thank you. Be good. Thank you. Andre Schwartz, uh, great to have you. You've worked with Jeremy Mansfield. You've worked with some of the, the biggest names. Yeah, um, I've, yes, I've worked with um, Brian, who's the boxer? Brian, Brian Mitchell. Yes. Mitchell. I've yeah, you've had them Brian all. Mitchell. Yeah, you've, you've had, had them really, all. Yeah. You've had some real specials. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, these are not, Andre is, but, but Jeremy isn't a traditional actor. No. But a performer, obviously, on, on mic. Mm. Brian's a boxer. How do you get them in? How do you teach them how to act? Well, you first of all, you you uh, mostly not not with Jeremy. Jeremy had has got a big voice anyway, but they're not used to necessarily the discipline of the this the stage, and so you have to teach them that. You have to teach them projection. You have to teach them about audiences. You have to teach them about timing. So it's a lot of drilling, mm. and and at. Um, Brian's expense and he won't mind. Um, he, he, he had a magnificent, I gave him a magnificent entrance in his boxing shorts and his boxing gloves and things, walking down a laser tunnel with smoke and whirling mm. things and he had to walk down, but obviously it was, it's technological, so it had to be timed exactly. Mm. So the opening <laughs> night, big musical build up, in Brian comes and his son, who was about three at the time or four, screamed from the audience, Daddy, hello, Daddy. And so, of course, Brian said, Hey, tell him my boy, how's it? You know, hello. <laughs> and the timing was going there. <laughs> so, so that's, that's always a risk with the inexperienced actors. But then they're such personalities that it's fine. And the audience buy them and the audience love them. So it was, it was good. It's always good to be, to be, um, to have a mix of people. This is Cliff Central, and uh, my special guest is Janice Honeyman, producer, director, actress, um, but of course, Mrs. Producer, as they say about uh, Cameron McIntosh. Yeah. Uh, you are that of South Africa in, in many, many respects. Um, the, I produced Three Talk and directed Three Talk with Nolene for 10 years. Oh, yes. Live. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting world, live. Uh, yeah. uh, people yeah. won't insure us, you know that. In America, they won't insure live directors in general. It's hectic. I know. It's as they won't. Because when Brian's, Brian's going, hello, my boy. Your How's heart it? stops. You're going, Brian, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> how do you get your temperament right as a director? How do you, how are you able to contain, how do you manage your anger <laughs> and frustrations, should I say? Well, I don't kick the dogs. Um, <laughs> no. I, I, how do I do it? I have learned over the years mm. that, I mean, I did once with a certain designer, um, he was being so difficult that I couldn't – I didn't want to fight in front of the cast. He he wanted to. I just got so angry. I said, hang on, guys. And I got up and I walked out of the theater into the foyer and I kicked the wall so hard that toe. I broke my toe. <laughs> and that's happened twice. I've broken both big toes in my career, one for a designer and one for a musical director. And I mean, you know, I don't – I actually – I'm quite a placid person underneath it all, and so mm. I wait for it to go. No, I just, I needed a lesson. Yeah. Because sometimes no, no, I no. want to murder someone. Occasionally, and, yeah. occasionally I lose it, mm. and I have lost it before privately, and then found that all the mics were up, so everybody yeah. heard it. Oh, that's, no, that's not a good thing to do. Um, but most, <laughs> mostly I, 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 mostly I, I sort of, I know what I want, and I deal with the dramas, <laughs> and then steer it back to what I want. I produced something called Chopped, and we had a cast, uh, a cast in it. Uh, but now, obviously, all of the studios on comms. Yeah. And I said to the director, Eugene, I did turn every com on. Come here. Who the, who the f do you think you yeah. are? And you're fired. Get off yeah. my set. Oh. <laughs> our comms on. Anyone else got a problem? <laughs> You can leave oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Boom. Comes off. Get back to work. But you see, you lose it. Yeah, I respect my brother yeah. after that. You know, you will. Yeah. Because you have to sometimes really Sometimes do. you do need to. Um, I find something very interesting uh, in the Pantos mm. in particular. And I, I like to come back to them because I think they're commercially brilliant. Yeah. Uh, if it's not an all-gold tomato sauce or a big box of coup or – Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. In the last one, what you used was very interesting. And I thought to myself, do you get these guys to sponsor the show? You know, this would be so clever I to know. have Omo and stuff like that. Yeah, you no, know, well, we do have Omo with it. One cap is all you need. What's it? Just one cap yeah. is all you need. I can't remember what mm. the tagline is, but in yes. this one. No, no, no. That was, that was a f mm. few years ago. In fact, we've used it a few times and always gets a big laugh. 
We don't actually, we get sponsorship from radio, we get some sponsorship from Mnet, and you know, we, we, um, obviously put stuff in for them. But for me, the comedy of, of putting topical references and mm. product in is really for, for recognition from the audience. And we don't necessarily okay. get, we, you magazine, we, so we get a bit of you magazine from you magazine. And so we, mm. we put a line in, we, and a you mm. magazine in. Oh, I've just remembered I haven't put it in anywhere yet. I'll put it in <laughs> okay. somewhere. It's going to come in. <laughs> I'm going to look yeah, for this one. Uh, look for the you magazine, Jacaranda, uh, you know, so, so. I just um, think it's so clever commercially. Yeah. yeah. If you could get, or yep. gold tomato sauce. Yeah. You know, it's just it's such you know a clever what, you commercial. Know a wonderful, art. a wonderful thing that happened once. Well, the very first panto we did was mm. the, the dwarfs in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs were so tired of, um, the terrible food that they ate that somebody, that Snow White brought them in a box of oats so easy and they sang the oats so easy jing, jingle. And then when they were, and it was so good. For them that it made them grow So the first half they were on their knees And the second half they were on their feet <laughs> But then they needed more food So they had Nando's And you know that the guy from We, we didn't get sponsorship mm. or anything But the man from Nando's who And it was right at the beginning When Nando's mm. was first here Probably Fatty Sex yeah, And uh, Robbie Brosen Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. They did this yeah, uh, yeah. Uh. Wrote us a wonderful letter Saying we want to thank you We feel very honored that you've Featured our product in your pantomime and all the rest, and that was lekker. I mean, you know, we weren't asking for money, we but we got a big laugh on the Nando's chicken, and yeah. they gave us the laugh. So, and what good. I would have done is I would have I would have sponsored you the chicken for the next season. That would have yeah. been you. that's just <laughs> me. Yeah. Um, what what is what do you love personally? What is your favourite things? Your animals, your dogs, clearly. My dogs. Oh, I can't, I can't live without them. Um, and I have a great deal of telepathy with my dogs. Like I know exactly what they're thinking, when they're thinking it. Mm. I know when I need to let them out into the garden. Otherwise, they're, you know, so yeah, I know my animals very well. I love traveling. I love snorkeling. Um, I, I, I love the sea. Um, I love culture. I love going to learning about different people in different countries. And that, that for me is, is just, you know, I, if I can travel, I travel. And what do you listen to? If you could listen to anything, is it Mozart? It's opera. Well, it, one of one of them is Mozart, and it's opera. I, I, I have directed a lot of opera, and I now sometimes listen to classical music and think, "Where's the voice? Why why isn't there a voice in here?" So, opera is my favourite. I had the pleasure of just last week interviewing Mimi Kutzer. Oh. Doing a, a whole thing with, uh, I've got a show called Fort Anadig on CakeNet yeah. with the uh, Rita Lundman uh, as the presenter. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. This woman was incredible. Well, it's interesting. You know, I did her 80th birthday um, festival, you know, concert, her big did you? tribute. Did you? they were all on it. Yeah. yeah. And they mm. were all in it. And there was Mimi. And she's fantastic. She is a what? Yeah. Uh, I mean, at that age. Yeah. Just, yeah. okay, can't, she can sing. Okay. She can't yeah. hit those yeah. notes. Yeah. But yeah. So this has been the phenomenal Janice Honeyman. Thank you for joining me. Robin Hood and the babes, the babes in, in the, the wood. wood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got to get it right. Uh, that all happens uh, starting October, mid-October. Yeah, yeah. Starting second of November. Previews start. Preview start. Press okay. night is sixth of Sunday, the sixth of November. And it's on right until the thirty-first. Thirtieth of December. Okay, I think cool. it finishes. Sorry, yeah. I don't have the the details in front of me. All your other stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's not to be missed, and it is, of course, the magic of of the pantomime. We look forward to see the color purple next year. Thank you for joining me. We'll come back. Yeah, I'll come back. I can't wait to have you. Thank you for being <laughs> with us, Janice Honeyman. My name is Alan Ford. It's been good to be with you here on the Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous. We're still working out who is thin, who is rich, and who is fabulous. But uh, hey. You never know what you're going to get. It's good to be with you. This is CliffCentral.com, and have the best week. The Unview, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous on CliffCentral.com. This is CliffCentral.com.